you've got two uh, other spell jamming ships uh, flying black flags heading right towards you. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's super cool. Yep. Let's fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> Does Arturos know these flags? Uh, they are pirates. <laughs> they're pirates. You can tell they're pirates. Hey. I won't even make you roll for it. <laughs> hey, those are pirates. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, here's how this is going to work. Any of you who want to uh, man stations on the ship, you can take up one of the guns or the ballista or the uh, or you can even take the helm if you want. Uh, you have time to run to those before combat starts. I think I will take a ballista. I assume that. I will my... warn you something about the ballista. Uh, okay. The ballista is a larger weapon than the swivel guns. It takes an action to aim and then an action to fire. Whereas the swivel guns, you can aim and fire on the same action. I will go to the swivel guns. <laughs> okay, so we've got Alviva on a swivel gun. Daka daka. More daka. When in doubt. <laughs> it's like a big bow, right? I'm good at bows. So why would I not be good at this? I am the ballista. Also, Eldritch Blast goes out 120 feet, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jill's going to uh, remain on deck, not taking a station. Uh, when you are hearing some noises above deck, you are feeling well enough to uh, run up and see what's going on. And you see pirate yeah. ships incoming. Oh, boy. So Wynn sticks her head out, uh, seeing the pirate ships. Uh, she's wearing one of her baggiest sweaters and most comfortable legging pants. Oh, God, what did I miss? Ugh. And she doesn't go for either Ballista or the Swivel Guns. She just kind of dives up on deck. Okay. They're, they're pirates? Pirates? How, how, what kind of long-range shit do you got today? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can... I got some stuff, don't worry about it. You sure okay. you don't want to go to a gun? I'll, I'll go to a gun, sure. She she kind of slowly ambles over towards one of the swivel guns. Okay, so we got Cacophony on or Win on another swivel gun. Artie, what you up to? Who's flying the ship right now? Uh, currently, it is Kara flying the ship. Okay, Lachlan, you better go to that ballista. <laughs> it is actually going to be uh, Lachlan loading the ballista and Mister Hurst firing it. Mister Hurst has the cannoneer feet, so he can aim and fire a ballista on the same turn. Wait, don't nice. we only have one ballista? You have one ballista. That yeah. Alviva was going to. No, no she's going to a swivel gun. gun instead. Ah, that's right. Uh, Artie stays on deck. Okay. And uh, Veli is going to stay on deck and load Alviva's cannon. Not flustered at all. <laughs> Don't be weird. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying in my brain. <laughs> Don't be weird. Don't be, Don't weird. be weird. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Actually, I might have to switch some of the battle stations around. Uh, <laughs> what to avoid UST? <laughs> no, actually, the captain and the captain is going to uh, help load Wind's swivel gun. All right, so now I'm going to move you guys onto the space map. Map. It's so space. It's so space. There's us floating in space. Yeah, you're just there for posterity. Don't worry about it. Okay. In loving memory. You're there. You're there, so I can ding you if necessary. Fun. You, none of you guys are flying the ship, so this is not particularly useful information at the moment, but the ship's flying speed is equal to uh, 100 feet times the spell level that you spent to activate the helm. In Kara's case, its speed is going to be 200 feet. Each of these hexes is 50 feet. Uh, the Kestrel has a maneuverability of two, which means as part of its movement, it can move up, it can change its facing up to two hex sides. 
So the way initiative is going to work is everyone who is manning a station on the ship, you go on the ship's initiative. Uh, everyone who is not manning a station, you roll initiative as normal. Okay. Arti got a 21. 15? Okay. The ship got a 3 and the dragonfly got a 5. So we're starting with uh, Arturos. Uh, how big are these hex grids? 50 feet. Uh, the dragonflies are both 250 feet away currently. Okay. Artie's just going to blast one. <laughs> with the cannon arm? With the cannon arm. He's going to go right. for one, the one uh, to the Kestrel's left. Port. Okay. Quick note, uh, you can uh, target multiple components of the ship. You can target the hull, which is easier to hit but harder to damage. Or you can target one of the ballistas and take try to take out its weapon capability, but it is harder to hit. How big are these ships compared to us? Like, are they completely enclosed? Are they as big as the Kestrel, smaller? Uh, they are roughly the same length, but narrower and more delicate looking. Okay. Artie's gonna aim for the hull. Alright, roll. Uh, I rolled a 27. 27 hits, roll damage. <laughs> 45 bludgeoning. Ooh. 45. Excellent. Amazing. Okay, guys, that was the only one I got today, so <laughs> let's hope we kick their ass real quick. <laughs> y- you got something else planned, or was that... <laughs> so Artie stands in the deck, fires off his cannon arm. It uh, smashes into the dragonfly's hull, uh, causing major damage. Fuck yeah. Did you but did you pick up like today. a crossbow or anything? Or I have always had my crossbow. Right. Cool. Do you think water will will help in this situation? No. (laughs) (laughs) We're in space. It'll either flood us or it'll just sort of float uselessly around outside the envelope. Maybe it'll confuse them. Well, I'm confused. All right, Arturo, is that it? Hold on. (laughs) Let me see if I have anything. Uh, hmm. They're going to be rolling to hit the ship, right? For the most part, yeah. Although considering they're pirates, crew strikes are a distinct possibility if they want to take the ship itself. Can I do distracting strike then? When you hit a creature, you can expend one superiority to just die to distract the creature. Like, if they're not hitting me, the next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than you has advantage if the attack is made before the start of your next turn. I would say if you had aimed for the uh, gunner, that would be a distinct possibility, but you hit the ship's hull. All right. Well, then, I'm good. I mean, it was a stellar start. You, you put It was a good start. You did a lot of damage to that one yeah. ship. Yeah. That, that's the end of Artie's turn. All right. Uh, up next is uh, Jilliana. Uh, well, being, like, out of range of almost everything that I can do. Um, okay, so if I want to cast, like... Oh, speaking of which, I did add, like, the Tasha stuff to my spell list and got rid of the Unearthed Arcana stuff. Cool. So if I cast Aura Vitality, is that something where we can just sort of blanket assume it's taking up, like, I don't know, everybody that's not manning something? What's the radius on Aura Vitality? 30 feet from my from me. 30 feet from you? If you stand in the middle of the ship, there's a solid chance that you can encompass everybody on the deck right now. Okay, then I'm going to do that um, just to get that put up. Good vibes. And Good vibes. Uh, What's the vibes on Aura Vitality? Aura Vitality means that um, I can use a bonus action to cause one creature in the aura to regain 2d6 on my turn. Cool. 
So that's mostly just a little insurance. So I'm basically just going to position myself to catch as many people as I can in that and then just cast it. Cool. So yeah, I will say everyone on deck falls under aura vitality for the sake of easiness. If someone had been standing on like the very front or the very back of the ship, maybe they might not fall into it. But everyone at definitely at the gunnery stations is fine. Okay. All right. Is that your turn? Yes. Okay. It is now the our dragonfly's turn. The good news is that uh, these guys only spent a first level spell to uh, get their helms activated, so they can only move 100 feet. So they are going to mosey closer. And then the first dragonfly is going to uh, fire a ballista attack at the hull of the ship. Uh, That is a 19 that is going to hit. And that is 20 piercing damage to the hull of the Kestrel. Not cool. How much HP does our ship even have? Well, you got a reinforced hull. Uh, It has 200 hit points for its hull. Okay. So, uh, and then Dragonfly 2 is also going to fire its ballista. That, oh god, that's a... Oh, it's a dirty 20, thank god. Okay. I was worried <laughs> there right. for a second. Just I was like, we can't have crew casualties already! Blow up your whole fucking ship, why don't you? Destroy the whole fucking ship. Oh, and it just makes it over the damage threshold for the Kestrel. So the Kestrel takes another 16 piercing damage. Uh, and that is the Dragonfly's turn. Damage uh, up next is the Kestrel. So everyone is crewing a station. Uh, you can fire your weapons. If roll 20 in your journals, you should have a swivel gun or a ballista, so anyone firing a swivel gun can do so now. Oh. The cur- the dragonflies are currently 200 feet away, uh, although as as it is now the Kestrel's turn, uh, you're going to fire first, but the captain is yelling, Bear Starboard, don't let them flank us! And Kara is uh, taking that to heart. Cannonball! No. 22! Which one are you firing at? Well, right now, since the way we're facing, I'm probably facing the uninjured one, so that one. Okay. Uh, aiming at the hull or the gunner? Uh, let's say gunner, because we haven't done that yet. All right, cool. Uh, 22 hits the gunner. Uh, roll your damage. Uh, 18. Beautiful. Uh, you don't quite take out the ballista, but you, t- you see that weapon station up on top of the dragonfly take a severe hit. Next. Awesome. I'm on the other side, so I'll take a shot at the injured dragonfly. The swivel guns, as noted by the name, they can fire at 360 degrees. The ballista can only fire 90 degrees in either direction, but the swivel guns can fire in any direction. Although, if don't try not to point directly behind you, because Wind's standing there. <laughs> but I'd appreciate that, Oliva. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I will go for the hull of the injured dragonfly and try okay. and just take it out. So that is a... Oh, only a 13 to hit. Uh, 13 will hit the hull. Uh, it is very easy to hit on account of it's very big. Okay. And do I just click it again for damage? Click the name. Oh, 26 bludgeoning. 26 bludgeoning damage to the uh, injured dragonfly. Oh, this thing is looking in bad shape. Okay, and now uh, Kara is going to move the ship. She rotates it a uh, two hex sides to the left. Uh, two hex sides to, uh, to port. Port. Which means it's start now pointing starboard, and it is going to move 200 feet. Okay, and we are back up to Arturos' turn. Alright, well I was going to try to hit the injured dragonfly, but we're too far away now. So <laughs> instead Arturos is going to aim for the uh, one we haven't hit yet. Um, aim for the weaponry. Okay. With his crossbow. What's the range on your crossbow? Uh, 350. Uh, what's, the, what's the minimum range increment? Oh, 80. 80? Okay, so this is going to be a disadvantage because it's so far away. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
disadvantage, so roll again and see yeah. which one goes back. Which one's lower, yeah. Alright. I believe in you, Artie. Alright, 17? Uh, 17 will hit the gunner. Alrighty. Uh, 6 piercing. And again, disadvantage, 20. Uh, dirty 20 does hit the ballista still. 8 piercing. And he's gonna use his action surge to hit two more times. Neat. Fighters. Good. Uh, 11 and 9. Uh, 11 and 9, uh, for the hits? Yeah. Uh, neither of those hits. Darn. Oh. They, they dodged it! You can use your distracting strike now if you want, because you were aiming <gasps> for the weapon station. Alright, I'm gonna use the distracting strike. So if anyone else hits it, then, then uh, we add the 1d8. Uh, Juliana, you are up. The dragonfly is 250 feet away. Okay. Uh, not much I have that can do that, but I do have Ice Storm, and that's 300 feet. <laughs> so, okay. Wasn't really planning on pulling out that particular fucking gun, but yeah, alright. Do it. <laughs> so, Jill's like, okay, worked on the squid, let's see if this works at further range. So, I'm gonna summon space at it again. Cool. Just some little comets. Uh, so that is... A 20-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder are centered at a point within range, and every creature in the cylinder has to make a dex saving throw, and I'm pretty much just going to make that, like, encompass as much of the dragonfly as I can, preferably, like, the gunners or anybody else that I can see that's, like, somewhat exposed, but I'll- but What's, what's the radius on it? Uh, it is, I believe it's 20-foot radius, 40-foot high. Damn. Okay, yeah, you could probably hit, like, the major, like, most most of the length of this ship is not, like, navigable space. Mm -hmm. So if you aim for the cockpit of this ship, you're going to be able to encompass the entire thing. Yeah, and that's, and I mean, these are just, like, these are just basically comet chunks and shit. I want to actually yeah. hit the hull and crap. It's like a Final Fantasy summon here. Yeah, okay, right. so that's deck saving throws for whatever can make deck saving throws. The ship can make a deck saving throws and throw, and to save my sanity, it's going to be just the ship. Uh, okay. It got a six. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then that is nine bludgeoning damage and 19 cold damage. Ah. On the 2d8, I rolled an eight and a one. <laughs> the high and the low here. It was the best of times. It was it the blurst of times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and because it is a uh, area of effect, you are also doing that damage to uh, the ballista. So it was uh, how much? Nine bludgeoning, nineteen cold. Well, that takes the ballista down to negative ten hit points. So that weapon station is destroyed. Neato. <laughs> Juliana basically just yells at it from you know three hundred feet away. Fucking pirates! <laughs> uh, it is now the dragonfly's turn Dragon, the dragonfly uh, to port is going to uh, turn tail and run away good correct because it is severely damaged and also the uh, the dragonfly directly in front of you is also not particularly happy uh, about this current state of affairs and is also going to try and run away and it is now the kestrel's turn if you really <laughs> if you really hate these pirates you can still try to attack them is the captain telling us to keep attacking? Yeah, that's up to Bondar. Yeah, the captain's saying, is the captain saying, let him run! Okay. However, whether you follow that order is up to you. <laughs> I follow. Yeah, I'm not quite that bloodthirsty. Not quite. 
I mean, I'm pissed off, but they also haven't done too much to us, so. I just I just woke up from a sick nap, man. <laughs> All right. Although it occurs to me that Mr. Hurst did not get to fire his ballista last round because I forgot, so we're going to retcon that that happened now. <laughs> okay. Uh, 16 piercing. It just means extra damage they have to repair. So now they have to pay more money. Now they have to pay more money. So you guys watch from the deck of the Kestrel as these two pirate ships, uh, which obviously were not in this for the long haul. They were, they were hoping for a quick uh, quick cash grab, and that did not happen. So they very rapidly fly away. High fives all around. And congratulations, guys. You solved my ship combat puzzle. <laughs> Yay. Does the Kestrel level up? Uh, the Kestrel does not level up, but you guys do oh. get experience, which I am going to parcel out to uh, on my little automated app right now. Yay! I mean, that was badass already. Your your cannon arm did way more damage than our actual ship-to-ship combat weapons. Yeah, too bad it only does it once a day. Yeah, but I mean, you made it count. Do you think if I, if I find an artificer, they can, they can make it twice a day? No, I mean, maybe if you're more polite to, to, to that artificer than you were to the artificer that we, that, you know, we, we that kind we of knew. introduced you to. I was not unpolite. You, you, you were, were yeah, very you impolite. Were kind, of, kind of impolite, yeah. yeah you were, you yeah. were impolite, dear. Yeah. That was not impolite. I mean, it was, it was perhaps standoffish. Not impolite if you were a king, which you are, but you try not to say that you're a king because then you'll get assassinated. But it was impolite if you're a fellow person. What? Looking for a better bargain? Yes. Like being. Yes. yes. Oh, no yes. thanks. Yes. Not right now. Let me go look somewhere else. That's yes. impolite. Well, it is when she's the only shop in town. How yes. am I supposed to know that? We told you. We told you this. We yes. definitely told you. We asked you before we walked in the shop to be nice. I was nice. <laughs> you guys are having this argument up on the deck while the rest of the crew is just kind of staring at you. <laughs> Juliana just sort of like blinks and then just sort of waves her hand and dispels the ice storm up ahead. <laughs> See, I was thinking your place, your other arm with also a cannon arm. <gasps> Two cannon arms. Okay, Two that, cannon arms. That could be badass. I feel like I've seen a picture that something looks like that before. By the way, when when how you feeling? You're like actually up. You have not been like super cognizant the last, I don't know, week. I feel a little congested and like I have feathers in my throat. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I did try to, like, you didn't really respond super well when we tried talking to you before, but, but you, mm. we think you caught a touch the doar. Oh, that would, that would make sense. Yeah. You have been snoring uh, in that way that is, like, very congested. I'm not going to yeah. complain because I feel bad for you, but also, oh my god. Yeah, it's like my <laughs> snoring, but, Sorry. like, way more from the throat. Well... I feel better now, and hopefully I can have a couple cups of tea, and I'll feel way better. Yeah. Okay, so... I could sleep for at least 35 years, though, I oh, feel. hard same. All the time, hard same. So, pirates. Pirates? That's cool. Yeah. Pirates. Yeah, the captain speaks up and says, yeah, this is a, this is a sphere of heavy trade. There's gonna be pirates. Cool. I think I've been here before. <laughs> yeah? How how did it go, Artie? Oh, it was a great party. Hmm. Did you get ditched here before? You know what? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Should we, like, plug the holes that 
that did get in our ship? Should we just go, like, nail a piece of wood to the hull? Uh, Veli is already doing that, because that is Veli's job. Okay. (laughs) Don't want, like, our air to leak out. Uh, That's not really... You know, it's fine. (laughs) That's not how Spelljammer works, because Spelljammer is very stupid. Yeah. Alexi understands this. Does Alviva? No. <laughs> Maybe not. Magic. Alright, so uh, the captain motions for everybody to stand down. Veli and Lachlan start uh, repairing what damage there was to the ship. And it is three days from the edge of the sphere to uh, the planet of Yankarta. So you guys get long rests. Uh, and anything you want to take care of before you arrive at the planet, you can do that. We are actually going to take care of a book club. Uh, while our characters are en route to Biancarta, folks. So we're, we're going to talk about some horny shit. We'll see on the other side, I guess. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> My butt is held. Okay, so uh, we've come out on the other... No, not saying that. okay so book club's over now we're all uh very concerned about the word tangerines definitely listen to that uh later on if you would like belly can make fruit (laughs) theoretically they don't know and it's not tangerines it's a mystery all right is there anything else you guys want to do before you arrive at the planet should we should we summarize what we're doing here yeah we should probably go ahead and make a game plan Okay, so we know that we are trying to track down Antalya Cervantes of the Cervantes Trading Group. That is, that was Navaris's contact. Uh-huh. If she's the last of the Cervantes family, probably not. We're probably going to have to ask around a little to actually track her down. And then we need to figure out how to be like, hi, we never actually met Captain Navaris, but trust us, though. Yeah. Uh, also, I people keep talking about trade here i do want to do some shopping all right i do, i do need to buy some midwinter birthday knox presents all sounds right. good i i'm out of money so i will just window shop with you we um, also do need to go to uh a library because i need to return some books <laughs> and she looked pointedly alviva and so do you yes yes it's fine i'm ready to return it we have the same goal you're all done I'm all done. You're all done. You're you're good. I'm good. I'm great. Mm -hmm. I'm fantastic. And what's your plan? Give the book back. You found the book? Found the book. Mm -hmm. What if you chuck the book in an open window? No. What if they have a drop off? That's the best option. (laughs) Like a window drop and you just have to open the slot and you put it in. Uh Uh-huh. What if you just take it in with your books, Gil? I'm not being party to your crimes <laughs> against libraries, Alviva. What if I just walk in and put it on the desk and say, there's your book, thank you, and walk right out again really fast? So if you say thank you, then you admit to having stolen it. Put the mask on. Put the mask on. What mask? <laughs> a mask. You want to borrow my goggles? I have a disguise kit. That might, that might be a good idea. But, well, it's like, thank you for loaning me this book. Here you go. Goodbye. And then I'll teleport away. No. 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 I just got a library card for a library that spans the entire material you, plane. You are not you taking this from me. You don't have to have anything to do with it. I'll you do it by myself. You don't have to go with that. on the same ship. They'll make some connections. No, I'll be in disguise. 
They don't know what Alviva looks like. I'll say, sorry, I have a meeting. You're not Alviva's mom. Aren't I? <laughs> don't introduce more parental confusion, man. <laughs> <laughs> For all I know, now my mom is space wizard. I don't know. You're not my mom, right? You have no, to tell I... me. It's entrapment. I'm uh, like- Alviva, roll an insight check. <laughs> Julian just pinches the bridge between her thumb and forefinger. Is this going to be the fact we're not the same species? It's 12. Uh, 12? <laughs> Fuck it, Jill might be your mom. Anything is possible these days. Space is already so goddamn weird. How old are you again? What's your What's your best guess? Uh, youngish. Give me a number, honey. Maybe twenty by now. Okay. Maybe I could be your mother. I'm gonna be twenty four next month, Alviva. I'm not your mom. Okay. Alviva, I'm your mother. <laughs> I just, I just put my head in my hands, like when, <laughs> when how many? When you're gay, there's magic, darling. <laughs> you can't be my mom why not i don't think that could be true why not because you're hot and that makes it weird <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring this scene to a close for the sake of my own sanity <laughs> <laughs> so uh is that is that all you guys wanted to do before you arrive at the planet you got your game plan just confuse me about who's my mom. I, I, yeah. I refuse to believe it. I do. I do wonder. Do we? Do you want me to be cacophony or win? Uh, I think that's kind of up to you. That's a personal choice. Mm. I mean, well, we don't really. Okay, so we don't really know what we're going in for. Hypothetically, first day, we're probably just going to be asking around and looking for you know trying to arrange a meeting with the Cervantes lady. Yes. Uh, which I can, you know, take conversational point on that, but we also don't really know what we're getting into. Yeah. Can you go into one of those public sending booths and do a yes. real fast spin and then come out and you are cacophony? Absolutely. Um, though I don't like doing that because then people kind of can suspect things a little easier. I, I would know. say cacophony's skill set is a bit more versatile than wins. I agree with this. So I would say let's go cacophony and see what we can arrange. And if it. we need something that's a bit more, you know, subterfuge or getting or like information hunting or something, then win might be a better option. But I'd say let's start with cacophony. Sounds good. Cacophony can be distracting while I drop off my book and then no one will remember me. I can be distracting. No, please, neither the of you be. The more distractions, the better. No, 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 I don't. Please don't wreck a library. Who no said one said anything wreck about it? wrecking. I'm saying Arturos can cause specific types of distractions, and one of them involves a cannon on his arm. Yes, and the other one involves me taking off my pants. Please don't do that either. Why not? Yeah, why not? Well, there's probably <laughs> yeah, laws against. Why not? <laughs> okay, well, first off, he could probably get arrested for flashing people in we the, don't know the what crowded the laws area. Are here. You don't know what's underneath these. 
Right. So let's just assume that public nudity is at least somewhat frowned upon. Why? Because I don't want to see Arturos's wing wong. <laughs> no one said anything about my wing wong. You said something about my wing wong. <laughs> What you did you say wing wong. <laughs> you said wing wong. High <laughs> <laughs> five. High five. You know what? Juliana just throws up her hands and leaves the room. <laughs> All right. Game plan in place. Uh, somewhat. Such as it is. Such as it is. <laughs> All right. Hold I on. walk in with the book. You drop trousers. <laughs> <laughs> plan made. So, uh, the Kestrel approaches uh, the planet of Biancarda. Uh, you notice that, like many of the worlds you've been to, it is uh, spherical, appears to be made largely of earth and rock. Uh, lots and lots of water on the surface. Slightly <gasps> more than you saw on the surface of Eesheim. What continents there are are small and scattered. Uh, this is not, this, there's not any very large land masses here. Uh, something you do notice that isn't the case with a lot of the other planets you've seen is that most of the planets you've seen are a planet orbiting a sun. Uh, this is a planet orbited by a sun. A very small sun, as well as a moon. It's, 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 it's not heliocentric? No, it's geocentric. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. Are they very, th th so they're very small. Yeah, they're quite small. I mean, the moon is about the same size as you've seen before, but the sun is about the size of the moon. So wait, where, what's in the middle? It's, is Biancarta in the middle of the Biancarta's sphere? Biancarta's in the middle of the sphere. Oh, that's deeply weird. And as you get closer to the planet, all, any of you who are on the top deck, you are start to see... It starts with dozens and then increases to hundreds of ships in orbit around the planet, coming and going constantly. Wow. There are so many other ships here, but the most notable of these that you see uh, is a easily 300 foot. This thing is three times the size of the Kestrel. It has a vaguely butterfly-like shape and appears not to have been built, but grown out of some kind of plant and has a flattened surface on the top that you see lots of tinier ships of similar design, sort of that sort of butterfly grown but not built uh, design. And you see along the side, there is the name ENV Serengar. That looks cool. Oh, look at that one. It looks like a duck. <laughs> what is, what, what's with the, what's with the giant, like, plant butterfly? Yeah. Kara, who's up on deck, looks over and goes, oh shit, that's, that's one of, that's one of the armadas. That's, that's an elf ship. They don't have that many of those left. Oh, that's an elf ship? Yeah, that's that's the armadas are, don't usually get trotted out for they usually reserve those for like transporting admirals around these days. So there's an admiral on Biancarta. Yeah, looks like dramatically the door to Elviva and Wind's room uh fly, flings open and cacophony strides out. Excellent. Her hair is a bright neon pink. Uh, actually no, it's pastel pink. Sorry, I lied. It's a bright pastel pink. <laughs> and she's wearing a very um a very poofy a poofy skirt with high white stockings with little ribbons tied around the top that go up above her knees and her the top of the top of the skirt goes into a dress that matches matches it uh and it goes down into like sleeves that are fishnet white fishnet with like little poofies ends around around the elbows and she's wearing high lace gloves are you some kind of fucking rocker what's happening here oh no oh i don't like the title of this link oh <laughs> um... hmm. 
that is, I suppose, I suppose that would be a sexy duchess. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That is... Do you have the beauty mark and everything? Absolutely. That is a dress. Sort of. Don't worry, everybody. Hello, here I am. Hi, Cacophony. It, it's been a bit. It has been a bit, hasn't it? It's been delightful, though. It's such a lovely day, and I love this place, and that ship is gorgeous. Oh, you're in a fun, you're in a fun season today, aren't you? I'm in love with everything, dear. Your oh, hair boy. looks like I could eat it. It's very pretty, isn't it? Do you want to touch it? It's very soft. Oh my god, I would like so to soft. touch it. She kind of, she, she actually actively takes a hold of her skirt and then curtsies and lowers her head so that her head is within touching range for <laughs> you shorter pat. people. Huh. Oh, 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 that is soft. I told you, it's, it's delightful, really. Her eyes, notably, are a very sparkly purple. Mm, secret princess. Secret princess? Yeah, secret, prin- pr- secret princesses in the books always have, like, purple eyes. My father did always call me his princess when I was a baby. So did mine. There we go. You're a prince, though. Yes, but there were so many sisters that he just kind of rolled the dice. I mean, what, you have, like, what, seven sisters? I mean, <laughs> Seven. <laughs> how many? Oh, way more than seven. So the odds were in his favor, you're yeah. saying? Yeah, no, I'm the only boy. I have been called every single name of everyone in my family, so I think we both understand each other here. I was just always called Jane. <laughs> Sometimes when mom was upset, she would just have to kind of go through the list, you know? Until she got to the right one. Whichever one you are. The ship starts to descend towards the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm putting it into this, I'm you, sorry. When did you, uh, Cacophony, did you get anything else out of the, uh, out, out of the notes? Not yet. Okay. So we just know that we're looking for Cervantes Trading Company, probably. Poof, Cacophony says, and wiggles her hand in the air and, like, flower petals start raining down next to her. Beautiful. Okay. Great. Can I describe the city now? Oh, yes, yes. we can descend the into the city now. <laughs> Are <Please>? you done? <laughs> so you start to descend towards a uh, a city on a fairly large landmass near the equator. Now, Stormhaven had about 5,000 people in it, and that was just about the largest settlement any, any of you guys had ever seen, until you got to Port Meridian, which was about six times that size. And you were like, okay, this is surely the largest amount of people that can live in the same space together. Uh, this city is 30 times the size of Stormhaven. Mm. I love this place! <laughs> it is gigantic. It is sprawling. It does not appear to have any kind of grid system whatsoever. It just <gasps> appeared to have been settled on the coast and then they just kept making more of it. This feels like home. Oh, this is going to be impossible to navigate. Yeah. I feel aggravated already. I need to like go sit in a corner. Uh, along the southern edge of the city as you're approaching, you can see uh, what appears to be a gigantic red brick fortress. And you guys are headed towards uh, the docks, which are uh, pretty adjacent near to that. 
uh, you approach the docks, and it, it's clear that at one point this was supposed to be just, you know, the seafaring dock of the city. Just a lot of ports for boats. And then spaceships started showing up, and they started floating platforms out onto the water, and then they ran out of space for that. So they just started building, like, stacking them on top of each other at that point. This this is a, for lack of a better word, this is a cacophony of ships here. <laughs> coming and going constantly. It is about mid-afternoon. Are we gonna hit a ship? <laughs> the, kest- the Kestrel docks. Uh, Mr. Hurst takes care of the necessary paperwork, and you guys are free to head into the city. So where are we? What is the city called? Captain looks over and says, this is uh, Senagora. This is the main spaceport on Biancarta. Let's go, everybody! And Cacophony starts bounding down the stairs with her in her bouncy, very high heels. Jillian is taking in the high density of people and noise and is basically just taking in several deep breaths. Yeah, this is yeah. Quite, quite possibly the most people you've seen in one place in your entire life. Arturos yeah. runs down the ramp. Civilization! Yeah, Arturos, this is not this is not a big deal for you. Hell, you've been in cities bigger than this. You should see my home. How noisy is it here? Incredibly noisy. Yeah. I love this place. <laughs> There's kind of a smell. You're not quite sure what it is, but it's potent. Ah, bodies. Do you think we can just let them deal with it, Jill? Can no. we? I don't want to. I know. Come on, let's hold hands. Okay. <sighs> okay, so um, I guess our first step is... What's the most likely... Where's the best place to like actually ask around to find somebody? Markets. Yeah. But it'll be so crowded. There'll be so much stuff. Artie wades into the fray. Oh, Cacophony immediately follows after him, bounding. We've lost them. We've lost them immediately. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Can you have breadsticks start keeping an eye on them from the sky? I guess I'm. Even the sky is busy here. I know, I know, I know. mm. I'll ask breadsticks to maybe just like sit, sit on Artie's shoulder. Yeah, because you can sort of see out of her eyes sometimes, right? That's not terrifying. Uh, Alviva, roll a perception check. Sure. And yeah, I can see out of her eyes as long as we're close enough. Okay. Perception is a number equal to (laughs) ten. Ten? Okay, you look around for a bit and you're like, hang on a second, where's Breadsticks? And you finally manage to spot her. Uh, She is currently squaring off against a bird that, it looks like a seagull, but it's slightly larger, (laughs) about a foot tall, and and it is bright pink. And this thing, this thing has its wings partially open, is flapping them at breadsticks. And breadsticks has her back arched and is hissing at this thing with her wings out. Uh, and it appears that there is a, uh, a piece of fried potato on the ground between them. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what I was imagining, a fry. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud. And I, I'm, I'm basically just like, Jill, wait. What? What? Look. No, I... Oh my Listen, god. Listen, she's gotta sort it out <laughs> on her own. I can't, you know she's gotta work it out. I can't intervene. Now is this like a is this like a big seagull or a small seagull? Super big. It sounded like it's big. No, it's no, gen- I mean like when you say it's bigger than a seagull, are you talking about like one of the small seagulls that you get at like lakes and stuff at like the Great Lakes? Or like a big seagull that you get by the ocean? This is like this is a big fucking harbor seagull that eats nothing but garbage and has gotten incredibly fat. It's even bigger than that. 
Okay, gotcha. So it's like easily Canada goose sized. Yeah. Yeah. But seagull shaped and pink. It's, it's probably like, a- like inbred. So it's got just bulging eyes and a terrible beak. Uh, it's like an even worse, more dangerous, trashy flamingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and flamingo. as you look around, you're seeing a lot more of these like seagull-like birds, and they are a riot of color. There's one that's bright green, there's one that's blue, right. there's and one that's red. used in like a ten-minute span. These are like technicolor seagulls. Uh, Breadsticks uh, hisses even louder, slaps her wings towards the seagull and lunges at it. The seagull backs away, and Breadsticks manages to snatch up and eat the piece of fried potato. Yes! She then flaps her way back to you, looking pleased with herself. Oh my god, that's my girl! Okay, great, we probably already lost them. <laughs> I give bread, breadsticks jowl scritches. Breadsticks purrs happily. Gem Jammer is performed by Alexi Peppers, Annie Creighton, Kit Walker, Mackenzie Weaver, and Rio, and is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs are by Rio, who you can find at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art is by Canary Witch, who you can find at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. For more episodes of this show and our other shows, as well as news, check out our website at crookedrussiancamp.horse. I did have the big lizards written down. Don't worry. Wait, that was important enough. Big lizards? I don't remember this. Okay, okay, okay. So, on our last exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Zed, please. No, I refuse. That's not a real show. Uh, three out of five podcasters are uh, American, so Z. Three out of five podcasters are wrong. <laughs> <laughs>